sen oğlum? What up, Cannoli? What are you laughing at? Yo, folks, welcome to my show, Rocky Stucci's The Situation Room. Skull, baby. Now, don't judge me. Bring it. Here's the big cannoli. Cannoli, how you doing over there? Oh, you know, could be better. And I'm using big words and shit. And I'm looking like Indiana Jones. Come um, on, get into the music. Dodge, cannoli. Um... Um, I gotta um, tell you, I'm wearing no pants, and my butthole's a little cold, <laughs> but don't judge me. Come on, bring it. What? What? Holy crap, bro. Your butthole's cold? <laughs> Doesn't yours get cold when you have no pants on while you're broadcasting radio? You like my beard? I trimmed it out a little bit today. Oh, yeah, you know, I took a little bit off my nose, too. That was an accident, but I did it. Hey, don't judge me. Dude, this is one of the trippiest things I've dealt with. Oh, what happened there? Give us a hug. Bring it in. Give us a Come hug, on. bitches. What's up? Come on. Oh, I suppose we should not deceive the audience any longer. Yeah, here we go. Let me, let me see if I can do a Mission Impossible here. Oh, oh, wait. Who are you? <sighs> Woo! Lost Scotty? my headset. Hold on. Wow, Scotty, you got Ooh, nipples, bro. I have mask hair. Yo, man. Where is it? Where's my ear hole? Your ear hole? It's between your there legs, dude. Whew. Hey, folks. Hey, happy freaking Halloween. The freaking, happy, happy Halloween. I'm confused. I don't even know what to say right now, but you got the freaking Ooh. cannoli uh, who was the meatball, and he's back to the cannoli again. And I was the cannoli, and I could not come up with big enough words to represent the true nature of the cannoli. You know what I'm saying? But you bro? captured my true gentle spirit. I did, bro. <laughs> I did. I'm going to make that bigger. The Happy Halloween Woo! logo. Happy Halloween. I got some got cool music. in here tonight. It's going in the background. We got creepy music. Kids are trick-or-treating. Wow. Yeah, Scotty, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <sighs> to lie. It's almost a relief to see family pictures of kids trick or treating and the the whole you know uh, Halloween energy and hell yeah you know it's just Facebook is just sickening it's it's become poison it's just become so much Twitter has become the same thing Instagram has become the same thing and so it's kind of nice to go back to the original roots where people used to post happy shit dude you know what I'm saying bro what's up yes what is up with that. And then, of course, today being Halloween, what an appropriate day to have the uh, House Democrats vote to formalize the impeachment process. Dude. About time, huh? You know, Boo. people are just getting sick of this shit, man. Mm-hmm. Seriously. You drinking coffee? <laughs> Choking on my coffee. <laughs> you all right, bro? Holy crap. Dude, you know, I'm a first responder, but you're screwed, bro, because I'm not giving you mouth to mouth. What's up? That went That went down the wrong throat. Yeah. I'll recover. Oh, it went down. What? You swallow? Yeah. Scotty Rock. <laughs> oh, whoa. What's up, bro? You all right? <laughs> Sorry. Mute button. Mute button. Audrey. It's like lodged back there. Where's Audrey in, in her shotgun? Dude, she was talking shit last night, dude. Was she? Yeah, she's talking about putting shot collars on us and shit. Oh, yeah. What's with that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't have the mask bro. on, but I still got the face mode thing going. Dude, I think, whoa, whoa, holy shit, bro. <laughs> Dude, you got to feel that stuff. You got to be like, what's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> what's up, bro? Holy shit, dude. 
Dude, I'm feeling really uncomfortable today. Why? Why? Because What's up? Because you're just so much meatball today, bro. I couldn't I couldn't help being meatball today. Dude, when it's I first Halloween. Well, hey, okay, so those of you that are listening, I just want you to know that when I first got on with Scotty to do the show, he was wearing a mask that looked really damn close to me. I'm just saying. There it is. Oh, that's troubling, bro. Here, here, here. Let's get that nose right. <laughs> See that, Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> See that? See that, Stucci? <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, you folks listening in audio land, radio land, you missed the visual on that one. So you're going to have to come over and uh, watch the archive of this in the uh, YouTube channel of Rocky Stucci Media. Ooh. Is it Rocky Stucci Media or Rocky Stucci Situation Room? It's Rocky Stucci Media. There it is, Rocky Stucci Media. I you should, can, you too, can see the role reversal. I should change had. it, dude. I should change it to Streaming Talk Radio because it's just easier. Because people mess my name yes. up all the time trying to spell it. They're always R O C K Y S T U C H I E. It's like shut up, shut up. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, you should you should hear my uh, here. Listen to this. Uh oh. I want to go. Hey Siri. Oh. Send a text message to Rocky Stucci. What do you want to say? Oh, it didn't do it. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Uh-oh. Call Rocky Stucci. Calling Rocco Stuxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, bro? Really? I really is that? Oh, oh it's going to call you now. Maybe your old number. Hello, Did Dr. I cut it off in time? Friend. It calls you Rock. It calls you Rocco Stucky, Stuxy. Roxy Stuxy is the other one. Roxy Stuxy. Yeah, that's the other one. Hey, Siri, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't hear your voice. You know what's really weird, Roberts? Okay, so I'm I'm going through a little bit of depression right now, bro. I'm just saying, just a little bit. Really? Um, What's your depression? You know, you know the feeling when your kids become too cool to go trick-or-treating, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, so it's been a couple years now since we've taken our children on trick-or-treating, and I still, there's times, I'm not going to lie, there's times where I want to go, we've always gone to the same spot. I told you and Rainy about it when you guys were over here. They In my town, they really decorated up. All the yards, they got, like, creatures and fires, and parents get beers, kids get candy. It's a big old, it's a big fun time. And, uh, you know, you miss... Your babies being babies, right? Even though our babies yeah. will always be babies, you miss that. You just you miss it so much that there's times where I just want on Halloween go to the area that we used to go trick or treating. But then I'm going to be a freaking emotional wreck, and I'll be crying in front of all these adults, and I won't have any kids. Yeah, with me, and I'll look like a creeper, dude. You know what I'm saying, bro? So, I know bro. what you're saying. Um, that that reminds me of something maybe a little uh, a little more maudlin, uh-huh. a little more. Uh, Mm. what's the word I'm looking for? A little more gentle. Uh, I miss, I already miss, you know, I've got the advantage of having older kids who are out of the house and younger kids who are still in the house. So we're still doing the young kids. We carved pumpkins last night. Uh, Grandma gave us pumpkins from somewhere. God knows where. She stole them. They were all, they had the welts and the the boils all over them. Yeah, she stole them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, We cut those open. It was a cut in concrete. Oh, uh, I had to do it for the kids just to get the the a lid made. And then Flynn's he opened his up and it was rotten. It Ooh. was like black and green. It looked like green mucusy stuff you that Audrey, makes you gag. Audrey would probably totally be into that because you know 
We talk about Christmas and happy Santa Clauses and shit, and she talks about what, Krampus or whatever that dude's name yeah, is? Yeah, the Krampus at whatever. Christmas. It's always dark and horny, you know, things with horns, shit going on, and horny, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but what I was going to bring up was this <laughs> little poem by William Butler Yeats. Oh, okay, bro. What's he up, was poems? the poet laureate of Ireland story? back in the turn of the last century. Um, and he wrote this poem about his children. And it's called a cradle song. Oh. And he says, the angels are stooping above your bed. They weary of trooping with the whimpering dead. God's laughing in heaven to see you so good. The sailing seven are happy with his mood. I sigh and I kiss you and will miss you, my own. Oh, how I shall miss you when you have grown. You know, that makes you think of that stuff. You know, uh, my kids... Uh, yeah, I got the adult ones. And now I will say, none of my older kids that I think about it ever really gave up the trick-or-treating thing. My daughter, Bryn, 27 years old, just put up a post. She said, uh, she said, all oh, the poor people who still think that they can't trick-or-treat at age 27. You know, they do their own thing, and they have fun with it. And my older son, Sam, is just 18. He'll go trick-or-treating with his buddies. And But then the little ones, they love it. You know, there are a few people around here in our in our hood because you know we're some gangsters and shit, dude. What's up, bro? Yeah. They don't recognize Halloween. Um, they and they have to really go out of their way to let everybody know that this home doesn't recognize. You know, what are they? Halloween. JWs. What are JWs? Oh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses or Mormons? Dude, I don't know if the Mormons recognize Halloween or not. I don't know, but you know what? See, we always, the problem is, is that, you know how you mentioned yesterday we were talking about Christmas. Why I like yeah. Halloween is because the next day we start actually making Christmas preparations because that's what we do. You know what I mean? So we do. And um, it's it's funny, though. People always have to bring the religion into it is why they want to be angry and upset and just not. Sometimes you just got to put that stuff aside and just have fun, dude. Just enjoy. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not a religious person or if you're an overly religious person, Celebrate the holidays how it accommodates you. You know, not what, yeah. what a book or what a church tells you to do. Like Halloween. Do you realize how many kids around the country right now are so excited? or And they're excited every freaking year to go trick-or-treating. And then you yeah. got to have some dumbass people walking around with cucumbers up their buttholes. And they got to make sure yep. that everybody knows that they don't recognize this holiday. We don't because recognize Halloween. I always hated the houses. Uh, when I bring my kids up there. Lights are all on. You see the TV on. Uh, you go up and you knock on the door, and they just sit there and ignore you because we don't celebrate it. Yeah, you know what they can do, bro? You I was know like, close your eat? frigging curtains then. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Dummies. <laughs> so why is it they don't recognize it? Because it's a pagan holiday? Probably. I, I talked about that on my own show tonight, about the, the pagan holidays. Oh. And uh, where, where the, the church even picked up on some of that. Talked about witches and uh, uh, the history of witchcraft. And, uh, um, well, not witchcraft. Let's call it the history of witches. And you can see how it has evolved into something. Right now, in the world at large, in the, in, in the United States, Western world, Halloween's commercial. Oh. It's costumes. It's, it's all commercial. Candy. Though, it's how, you know, all the candy comes out to three weeks ago, I think at uh, Walmart and target, but Interesting. it's, it's become a, a, a celebration that has no meaning anymore. 
And I challenged people in my own show tonight. Um, I challenged people to do what they, one of the original meanings of the festival of Samhain was, which is what became Halloween. And one of the things that they did was, uh, this is where they said, of course, that the veil was the thinnest in the year between the, the physical world and the spirit world, and that there was crossover, and that the spirits could cross over into the physical world. But it wasn't supposed to be this scary, spooky thing, even though you'd wear costumes, carve jack-o'-lanterns and things like that to ward off or scare off the the demonic or the evil. But what these spirits were doing, they were supposed to be coming, and it was a time of remembering the ancestors. And uh, so that's what it was all about. And I challenged people, why don't you take Halloween like you do at Thanksgiving? You know, everybody at Thanksgiving, whether they go to church or not or believe anything or not, everybody, it seems, always has a prayer at the beginning. You know, let's have a prayer of Thanksgiving. Uh, Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. This is food on us. Be blessed, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for Thanksgiving. Amen. Some people are a little more a little more detailed than that. Christmas to- time. You got, you sit around, you talk about the, you know, and now here's Grandpa's reading of the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke for Christmas Eve night. You know, and lo, behold, the angel of the Lord did appear, and the heavens filled with angels and blah, blah, blah. And we've got all that tradition that still kind of hangs on in those holidays. But Halloween, we've forgotten all the tradition. Why not tell your kids, this is the night when your ancestors come to you and try to join and make sure you remember your ancestors, remember where you came from and all of that. I think it'd be interesting to do. Take the commercialism out of Halloween, enjoy the candy, enjoy the costumes, but why not... I might do this next year. I haven't done this yet. And it right, just bro. occurred to me when I was talking on the right. show today. Yeah. Why not? Hey, Rainy. What? Uh, why not? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you for that. Thank you. I heard it. I heard it. I heard something. Um, why not? Where was I? I don't know, oh. bro. Where was I? Why not have your kids dress up, make elaborate costumes of their ancestors? Ooh, that would be scary. And I thought... When, you know, my son of the Patriots stuff and the cartoon character of uh, the Revolutionary War era guy. Why not dress Flynn up in a Revolutionary War costume? He would be John Robards. Oh, racist. And why not dress my other girls up, you know, I don't know, Celtic or something or Welsh. You know, do that. Remember what Halloween was about. Remembering your ancestors. Well, do you, and, think, do, do you think, though, Scotty, when we talk about remembering our ancestors and, and what you're referring to in regards <laughs> to Halloween... You're exactly right. I think the commercialization of things, I just got really bright because I just pulled the screen up. It's all Uh, right. So listen to this, and then I'll get to my point. Americans purchased nearly 600 million pounds of candy each year for Halloween. An incredible 90 million pounds of chocolate is sold strictly during the Halloween season. So kind of piggybacking off what you were saying, and I could say the same thing about Christmas. I could say the same thing about Easter. This is why people no longer like the holidays is because it's become a monetary thing. It has become a business. Um, it's been it's become corporate. You know, yes. the, now when we refer to Halloween, it might be a little bit more different. It might be more religious than it is a money thing because we don't spend a lot of money on candy. But when we look at Christmas, 
people become savage as shit, dude. I mean, they eat yeah. faces just to go save $50 on a TV. You know, it's just right. like, shut up. What's up? Well, that's what, you know, my wife said to you yesterday, I hate, I hate Christmas. And she hates it for the fact that it, we've turned it into this time of year where we've got to make sure we've got the right presents for everybody and all of that. Make sure all the bases are covered. Make sure. And it's not for us as much as it's for the kids. You know, make sure the kids have Santa Claus. You know, uh, you want to make sure that the kids enjoy uh, Christmas. But you also want to instill in them that Christmas is about giving right. as well. And uh, so why not think ahead Ooh. and be buying Christmas presents in June and July? It's so hard for me to do, do that. It. We've got some Christmas presents stashed in the garage that we bought this last summer. Dude, I am so not disciplined enough to do that shit, you know? Oh, oh I hate, you know what I do? I buy stuff for my wife and... I go, you should see this Christmas present I got for you six months from now. Yeah, right. right oh, I right. can't wait. You got to have it now. Here you go. <laughs> you know? I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same way. And uh, I order stuff online for her. And then it comes in. And she said, what's in the box? Look at this, your Christmas present. She's and like, she's like, it's Mars, Let me bro. have it. Let me have it. <laughs> Is what she says. I go, yeah, you can have it. I'll get you something else for Christmas now. It so. feels good. It feels good to actually I give, love it. though. It really does. Um, I remember one time, and I know I'm referring to Christmas, but it, it's the, the gift of giving, right? Halloween, we give. We give candy. Whatever the reason behind it, we give, right? Yep. Um, one, the, There was a few years there, right after my motorcycle accident, Scotty, and I know I brought this up on the show before, um, where we literally had nothing. We were going to food shelves for food. Um, sure. You know, we were going to churches. We just... Um, it, we, it was it was a dark time in our life, and uh, this is why we don't give a shit what people think. Because when you face yeah. certain humilities in life um, and you recover from those, you don't really give a rat's ass what people think you right. But you don't. So during one of the darkest times, there was this family that showed up at our door, and I'll probably share the story again during the holidays. But and um, it was the Hellman family. We actually did so. Their son died in war, and, and uh, we we did a big tribute for their son and uh, raised a bunch of money for him. And they showed up at our house unexpectedly. They had all these bags, and they showed up with all these presents for the kids. And and I can't explain, Scotty. You know, the food shelf thing is one thing. You know, you as a dad, as a man of the house, you feel this humiliation, um, but not being able to take care of what's yours, right? Uh, but there's a different humiliation. And it's not all humiliation. It's gratitude. It's it's yep. it's humbling when somebody goes out of their way and did what this family did, out of the kindness of their heart, and uh, gave my family such an amazing Christmas. And and I will forever, forever remember that. That's and, fantastic. And I share that story all the time. And it's one of those pay it forward things. And so you know, we find ourselves now wanting to make the same impact on other people as they did on us, right? Yeah, And so that's why when we talk about Halloween and these people that walk around with cucumbers in their rear ends, it's just like lighting up a little bit, man. You know, this life is so short. I'm going to a funeral this weekend because a buddy unexpectedly died in his sleep. Life is so short to become such a prude when it comes to holidays. You know, it, it's take the monetary crap out of it and bring the season back into your heart and just enjoy it, man. Have fun because before you know it, you're going to go back and you're going to think about all this shit. And you're going to realize that all these things that you thought was right are actually going to be wrong. And he should have probably did a lot of things differently. Mr. Roberts. Was yeah. Saying. Well, I, you know, we've all got those stories like that. I've had my poor times. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I've had my times with my my little kids after my divorce 20 years ago, and I was unemployed at the same time, and I still got custody of my kids. Can I ask you something? While really being quick, unemployed, as, as long as you're here, does your ex celebrate Halloween, bro? I'm sure she does. I, you know, that's funny that I don't even remember that anymore. We did when the kids were little. I remember that. I remember painting the faces of the kids for their costumes and stuff like that. And um, she did it one time. I don't know what she does now. Um, and I don't care. So uh, <laughs> I really I don't, don't care. care. So uh, I'm playing that one forward. So, um, oh, but there oh, was a sure. time we went over on. I'm just kidding. Whoa, April Fool. <laughs> um, we had th- there was a time where I, uh, um, and I don't say this to pat myself on the back, but it's you pay it forward. Right. Uh, there was a time where I didn't have anything and I needed help. And I had a friend in Oklahoma who was self employed, and uh, he had called me one day around Thanksgiving time and he says, Dude, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. He says, We got nothing. We couldn't even get a turkey this year. And he wasn't asking me for anything, but he was he was almost in tears and just saying, I got nothing. And he, said, he says, uh, you know, we were just talking. And so I went to my PayPal and I shot him 200 bucks. Ooh. And I said, there you go, brother, for smokes and for a turkey and the fixings. And the guy just broke down. And you do that not because you want accolades from it, um, I had always said when I taught the kids in my youth group about doing things, about being servants to people. I said, you do it when the lights are off. You do it when nobody sees the dirt under your fingernails. That's when it means something. And all I'm saying is I, I had the ability that year to pay it forward. And uh, who God knows I may need it again someday. Knock on wood. I hope not. But uh, um, there are those times where you just you do it when you got it because you say this is what this is about, this is what this is supposed to be about, oh. and so uh, uh, God knows I've had plenty enough given to me in the years of lean yeah. that uh, uh, when you have uh, uh, the opportunity, you pay it forward. Dude, we only got a couple minutes left here, and this can carry over to the next segment. I feel but, like we just but, started, dude. We did literally just start, but. Why is it that paranormal people um, get so into hollow? Is it because we're celebrating our ancestry and we're celebrating the dead or we're remembering the dead? Is that why? And death aligns with paranormal. Is that why paranormal groups are all thinking they're famous every, every October? Yeah, I think there's something to some of it. I think some of it's genuine. Um, I think that there are, and I've talked about this many times, uh, the, the, the people, mostly young people who want to, rebel against the religion their parents brought them up in and they're trying to do anything they can to show the world that we're different we're pagan we're heathen we're whatever and they they take on a form of something but they don't really have it in the heart it's just i'm going to do this thing to show the world how rebellious i am oh whoa and uh that kind of thing to me i you can you can see it a mile away uh but there are people who genuinely look back and say I'd like to pick up some of the pagan truths. This whole thing I just mentioned about maybe have your kids dress as your ancestors to celebrate things and explain to them what this was about historically. Mm. Is there something that, that I think that's a good thing? It's it's saying this is where this came from and this is what this is about. Dude, I tell you, if they dressed up as my ancestors, dude, that would be some scary shit, bro. What's uh, up? Um, 
Oh, dude, that's a beautiful, beautiful theme. Oh, you come and kiss my ring. That's your ancestors. Dude, I don't kiss shit, dude. I don't kiss a queen's ring. I don't kiss a pope's ring. I don't treat a politician like a celebrity. They can all shut their face. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our Halloween edition of the Situation Room with the big freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts. And, of course, the meatball, Rocky Stucci, right here, Mojo 5 Radio. Visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. When we come back, we got some more mysterious things that we're going to talk about right here. Do not go anywhere, folks. Stand by! This is the Halloween edition of the Situation Room right here in undisclosed location, or better yet, known as our in-home studios. Rocky Stucci, Scotty <laughs> Roberts, Mojo 50 Radio, Odyssey Radio, and broadcasting around the world. Folks, just a quick reminder, if you go to Streaming Talk Radio, everything from the beef jerky to the stem food to stem cell shots, all the different things that this program supports and works with that is literally changing the world is right there go to streamingtalkradio.com all of the cannolis information is there all of the meatballs information is right there the videos the links the podcast every single thing that you possibly need is right there at streamingtalkradio.com and just like i announced yesterday we have this thing going on it's a 24-hour stream and all you need to do is go to live365.com or download the live 365 app and you will hear these programs streaming 24 hours a day. What's up, bitches? What's up with that? Yeah, if you ever feel the need for uh, for the meatball and the cannoli, just reach over, click. You got to bookmark that right now. Dude, it's kind of funny how many people have actually been listening. Like, yeah. I'm like, man, oh, dude, I was listening yesterday, and again, it's so weird listening and just not watching because, you know, usually people want to watch. See, that's cool. It is cool, bro. That's neat. You can go back. You don't get the visuals like you get here, but I, I would dare say most listeners of this show don't watch the video. They oh, listen no. on air. Yeah, no, not, yeah, you can't so. even compare the two. Uh, we have a family here on YouTube. That's yes. those people, it, it is a legitimate family. And um, it's it's I'm always humbled to see the conversations. I know Audrey kind of had to set somebody straight the other day. You know, she called somebody a dick. Um, oh, but you know, it was well deserved. You missed it, bro. You missed it. You weren't I missed paying that. attention. But where uh, was that? It was two nights ago. And she threw shit down, dude. She threw shit. Down. Was it in the chat room? Yes, bro. I missed that. You missed it. I missed it. But um. It's a beautiful family, and I love and very much appreciate everybody that comes into the YouTube and, and watches or rewatches the program. It's so weird that people go out of their way to listen to us, bro. I mean, we, I know. What the hell, you know? Um, but I was actually looking at some of the numbers for our podcast uploads and all that other stuff. It's just crazy, dude. It's 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 like why? I, I always sit there and I always ask myself, why are they listening to us? Do we accomplish nothing on this show at all? Maybe maybe that's part of the, the charm of it, is that people don't have to think too deep. 
Sometimes we'll take you down a path where oh, yeah. you've really got to put on your thinking cap. Right, right, right. Other times we're like, we're like, hey, we're here to have fun. Come and have fun with us. Yeah, shut up. Just chill shut out. Up. Shut up. It's like up. a party. What's up? How many parties do you have to study for? Not many. Dude, I like the way you just put that. How many parties do you got to study for? There it is. So um, I pulled up this article here, Cannoli. Oh, so bright. I got to turn the... Oh, the, boom. Yeah, I got to turn that the brightness down on the screen. Um, But there's a lot of lore that revolves around Halloween. A lot of... Uh, I, I have this article up from the history.com, and it's Halloween facts, traditions, and legends. Some of the things I have here is a fear of vampires spawned by consumption, uh, why haunted houses opened during the Great Depression... Uh, Jack-o'-lanterns and the legendary of Stingy Jack. Don't know who that is. Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the White House. Do you think that's myth? What, that the, the, this is where these things originate? Or Abraham Lincoln's ghost? So we should get a hold of Trump and see if he'll let us investigate oh. Lincoln's room. If, if I if I tell him that we voted for him and, you know, we think you're huge. We think uh, you're Maybe huge. he'll let us come in. Yeah. Um, Spend the night in the Lincoln bedroom. Ivanka. Yo, hell, hey, Ivanka, how you doing? The meatball here. You know, I'm just calling to see how things are and shit. Uh, just want to let you know, I know you think you're really pretty, but you are kind of pretty. Um, hey, can, yeah, you, yeah. can you talk to Donald? Um, we call him Don because, you know, we have a relationship and shit. But uh, I'm with the cannoli. Oh, hey, hey, cannoli. Trump says hi. He says, uh, hey. he says, Scotty. How you doing, Mr. President? He says, you're beautiful, Go Scotty. 2020. He says, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. But anyways, um, Ivanka, can you talk to El Donald? And uh, see if, you know, he could talk to some of those Secret Service people and see if we can get special access to the White House so we could, uh, you know, we, we want to investigate paranormally to see if Abraham Lincoln is there. And I'm not going to lie, he's kind of ugly, so if I did see his apparition, I'll probably be a little freaked out, but I'll get through it because we want to see if he'll come through and talk with us. And he's, because I was Abraham Lincoln in the past life, then the chances are he's going to come through and talk to me because we already have a relationship. Can you make that happen? Oh, what did Donald say? Yes, you already said Scotty's beautiful eight times. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, he wanted me to tell you again, Scotty. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Uh, so are right, you, Mr. Thanks. President. So are you. So would you spoon with Trump? Sure, I would. What? Why not? Dude, what? I'd have to wear my underwear, though. You know, I'm not going to spoon him naked. What just happened? I don't know what happened. Does he have a hat on? Oh, oh. well, you were talking to the president, so I had oh. put on my presidential hat. Dude. I'm digging it, bro. I'm digging it. All right, so we're going to investigate the White House. Hey, I would love to do that. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be cool. Uh, there's, uh, I've got some friends who've, uh, one friend in particular wrote a book, a kid's book, on the haunting of the White House that's illustrated. And uh, I know Lincoln has been a more pervasive ghost that's been seen at the White House. Do any presidents now, now, have do you stories, though? Any what? presidents have stories of, of having a paranormal? Yeah, there are presidents what? who have uh, stories of hauntings in the White House. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm uh, here. Uh, are you Googling it, bro? Presidential stories of hauntings. Let's see. Let's see if we come up. Ghosts of President Past, who's haunting the White House. White House ghosts, a history of who haunts. The president's well, ghosts you're looking, in the White I'm, House. This has a little blurb here. I'm just going to read this little blurb in regards to Abraham Lincoln's yeah. ghost in the White House. For years, president, president's first ladies, guests, and members of the White House staff have claimed to have either seen Abraham Lincoln or felt his presence. Uh, Grace Coolidge, 
wife of Calvin Coolidge, the 30th, the 30th president, was the first person to report having seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. She said he stood at the window of the Oval Office, hands clasped behind his back, gazing over the, the Potomac, perhaps still seeing the bloody battlefields beyond. I remember hearing that story, actually, where somebody saw Lincoln standing in the window. Cannoli. Cannoli. Did I lose you, bro? Hold on, let me check. No, I just forgot to unmute my oh, mute it's button. It's right, brother. It's all right. Um, um, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories, and I, I've got here uh, a little thing in front of me that, that's asking, uh, is the White House haunted? And uh, it says uh, eight presidents say yes. Oh. Uh, here, listen to some of these. One night in the 1940s, according to a well-known story, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was kicking back at the White House. He'd just emerged from a hot bath to stroll into the adjoining bedroom, naked and smoking a cigar. But it turned out he had a surprise visitor. Leaning against the fireplace mantle was Abraham Lincoln, oh. or rather his ghost. What? Churchill didn't miss a beat. Tapping the ash off his cigar, he said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. <laughs> Now, I don't know if that's a little urban myth about it, but that sounds very Winston Churchill-ish to say. Um, so here's a, th there were a bunch of people. Do you think um, what they're seeing in Lincoln is residual, or do you think that that's like intelligent shit going on, bro? What's up? I don't know. I don't know any more to that story. I don't know if it's intelligent haunting or residual haunting. So do you think um, if Lincoln is haunting the White House, let's just say he is there intelligently, sure. Do you think that he is actually watching the progression of governmental affairs? I I would think that they there would be some awareness. I would rather doubt if you could sit down with the ghost of Abraham Lincoln at the White House that you're going to have an intellectual conversation with him or any of the founding presidents uh, regarding current events. I, I don't think they're going to, well, yeah, my take on this, Scotty, is, you know, I doubt you're going to get that. Um, do they know? Uh, there's there's this idea that we're surrounded by people who want, even in a biblical sense, I got to go back to this. Uh, there's a, a verse in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament that says, seeing as we're surrounded with this great cloud of witnesses, I mean, and it was out of context, in the context of that, I was talking about all the people who'd come before us. We're surrounded by all these witnesses, oh. these people who view us and see us and watch what we're doing. Okay. Um, you know, you wonder about that. Oh, did he see me doing that? I was just going to say something about that, bro. Yeah, you yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little disconcerting at times. Um, you know, does uh, the ghost of <laughs> one of my relatives or somebody who lived here watch me humping and bumping and greasing up the old flak suit? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or do they watch you while you're in the shower doing your shit, bro? Yeah, that. I could see them wanting to watch my wife in the shower, but I'm no treat. So, yeah. anyway, here's some of the people who saw ghosts in the White House. Andrew Jackson. He's on your $100 bill. He is. Uh, it's been heard in the White House since the 1860s. No, he has. President Jackson's been heard in the White House. Since around the 1860s. Oh, so Staffers, Jackson's ghost has been heard too? Yep. They claim to hear him stomping around, swearing, and letting loose his signature guttural laugh. Oh. Uh, in the 1860s, Thomas Jefferson was heard playing his violin in the Yellow Oval Room. 
prompting President Lincoln's wife, Mary Todd, to once marvel to a friend, my, my, how that Mr. Jefferson does play that violin. So Mary Todd, Lincoln, saw him. Uh, Abigail Adams, the wife of the second president, John Adams, was the first. We'll just refer to John Adams as number two. Number two. (laughs) Instead of number 45. Two saw uh, the first lady to live in the She was the first lady to live in the White House. Abigail Adams used used the East Room to dry sheets. And go get that. She uh, here's the first lady of the country and she's washing her own sheets and drying them in the in the East Room. Uh, And since her death in 1818, numerous residents and staffers claim to have seen her walking around with her arms outstretched as if carrying clean linens. Oh. Uh, forever doing laundry. Dude, that harsh sucks, fate. dude. That's now, like, like they being see... trapped and having to do dishes in eternity and shit, bro. Right. Now, that I would think would be residual rather than intellectual. Um, uh, interactive. Uh, that's residual. You see the same scene all the time? That's just residual energy. Um, and they're not interactive. I just don't want to be <clears throat> stuck residually doing laundry, dude, for like yeah, hundreds of that? years. Well, well, I think the ghost wouldn't be stuck doing that, but you know, not really. It's just residual energy. If They're I get stuck, if my energy gets stuck residually, I want to be in like war and battle and fighting for freedom and fighting. Yeah, your suit of mail. So uh, David Burns in 1791. This guy sold the government most of the land on which the White House and the extra, the entire city of Washington D.C. now sits. And since then, his voice has been heard by a guard and a valet in the Oval Office saying. I'm Mr. Burns. Dude, if you could get away with it, would you poop on the sidewalk? <clears throat> if I could get away with it. You'd just drop deuce? You know, there are some days, some days <laughs> I need to. You must be bored. You just you just inter- you interjected that in the middle of nowhere to excite people. That's what um, I do, bro. That's uh, what I do, Roberts. I know. I'd poop, you know, I'd poop on the ground if I could. The, the only problem is, I like cleanliness, you know. I don't like to poop. And what if you poop on the sidewalk? What are you going to take care of that business with? There was a lady who pooped in the grocery store, and she didn't wipe her butt afterwards. See, that's gross. That's just gross. Right by eggs in the cooler, by the eggs, dude. She pooped. She pooped in the eggs? No, right next to them. You know where you go in the eggs? It's like the cooler section, and you reach down, and you can grab things. She literally just, like put her butthole dude right next to the eggs and she pooped and like, well it was you know nothing. you got to figure that countertops at the right height it was for sitting i, I did leaning. appreciate that part i did appreciate well, that why part. didn't she run to the bathroom was, was she doing this in protest for something it could have been climate change oh climate change yeah that's a good thing to do poop in the aisle yeah dude, protest climate next change. to the eggs dude because you know that damn you climate change i'm gonna poop now they're more worried about saving the eggs than they are saving aborted babies bro yeah Damn. Imagine what they had to do with all those eggs. Maybe it was a vegan oh, climate change ooh, protester. Dude. You know, I'm going to one day, I'm just going to go around and tell everybody I'm a vegan. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, Rocky, you want some of this hot dog? I'm going to be like, no, I'm vegan. I don't eat that. I don't murder animals. I don't kill animals. I Resist. don't wear them. I don't eat them. Resist. Hey. Hey. So, Willie, Willie Lincoln. <laughs> President Lincoln isn't the only one in his family haunting the White House. Lincoln had a cousin named Willie? He was his son. He, he was, was a little singer. boy who died. Blues singer. 
Uh, Willie died in the White House at the age of 11. Oh. And most likely from typhoid. And was reportedly seen not only by his parents, but also by the staff of the Grant administration. Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, let's see. Mary Surratt. Remember her? Oh, yeah. Oh, Mary? Oh, dude. She was the one woman who was convicted of conspiring to assassinate Lincoln, along with Wilkes Booth. And she was sentenced to death and hung. And her daughter, Annie, pleaded repeatedly for her mother's life. And even after Mary was hanged and Annie was long gone, her ghost reportedly continues to knock on the doors through the White House, pleading for her mother's release. So that sounds like residual. That's residual. Knocking on doors and stuff. Abraham Lincoln, of course, the most famous White House ghost. Uh, uh, he was also known as uh, he was known as the White House ghost, and has been spotted by the likes of Teddy Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, um, First Lady Grace Coolidge, uh, most famously Queen Wilhelm. I always hate this name reading Wilhelmina, 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 Wilhelmina. of the Netherlands, who was sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom, heard a knock. And opened the door to see Lincoln standing there in a top hat and a coat. Ooh. She immediately fainted. Oh. And in case you're thinking all these spiritual sightings are ancient history, uh, there's some evidence that Lincoln's ghost was still kicking around as recently as the Reagan administration. The White House curator, Rex Scooton, recalls how Ronald Reagan's dog would enter any room in the White House except the Lincoln bedroom. Oh. He'd just stand outside the door and bark, Scooton told Washington Post. Uh, so there you go. There's Dude, some that's of the, a pretty good the indicator. That's a pretty good indicator. I remember uh, there was a couple times uh, when I came home from an investigation, just when we had all the birds, we had 300 parrots. And uh, a couple times the birds really freaked out. And, you know, sometimes they use the canary. Uh, birds have this, uh, it's not lead. I can't remember what it is in their beak. It might be lead. I don't know. But it almost works like pigeons. Pigeons, when pigeons fly, they use the Earth's EMF, and that is detected through the senses in their beak and in their nose. That's why I'm so good with directions. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yes, I do. But um, you could, it, it works no different than like an EMF meter that's monitoring the fluctuation of EMF in the atmosphere. And animals, can they can pick this shit up, dude. They can pick it. Yeah. You know, we get our dog and our cat every now and then you know, everybody gets us from time to time they'll just sit and stare <laughs> i was watching the first time now it's it's nothing of a movie nowadays we're so jaded but remember the exorcist Dude. when that movie first came out what was it the late 60s early 70s yeah. i i saw it a couple of years later on vhs oh yeah on a video i'm sitting at home alone at night and i've got that plugged in and I'm watching The Exorcist. By yourself? And we had a sofa that divided the room. And so I'm sitting at the sofa watching TV, but half the room is behind me. Oh, the hallway like to that. the back bedrooms and like stuff. That, and I'm bro. like, you know, you sit like this and you're looking, you know, what's over there? But my dog, Big Black Lab, was sitting on the living room floor, curled up in a ball. And while I'm watching The Exorcist, which was scary back in the 70s, I'm watching this and he looks up. Oh. And he's looking beyond me over into Ooh. the up into the corner of the room. Ooh. And of course, in The Exorcist, you remember when she first heard it, you hear this rattle, rattle, rattle up in the attic. And he's looking up toward the corner of the room behind me. Oh. And I was just like, uh, mm, 
<laughs> you sink down in the sofa. Yeah, dogs, dogs and cats, animals, they seem to have some perception of things. Dude, I don't like open space behind me in, in creepy situations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even when I go to a restaurant, I got to be up against a wall. I don't know if it's like if I have generational trauma, um, but I don't like it. And like when we were down at the Hobbit Hole, I was mm -hmm. really upset that you made me go last going back up the stairs, bro. <laughs> yeah. You take up the rear, Rocky. I don't like that. So to speak. When I was at the, um, where's Mary Sutherland's place at again? Uh, Burlington, Wisconsin. And we were right, in the haunted right. woods in the middle of the night. And it was me and a whole bunch of chicks. So I had to man up a little bit. You know, I had to man up a little bit. But they kept talking about Bigfoot. You know, and you know where I stand with Bigfoot, dude. I gave up on it, right? Yeah. And, uh, but they had me so freaked out about Bigfoot. And of course, I was, we were walking out of the woods at three in the freaking morning. And I was the last one in line. And I started videotaping myself because just in case something grabbed my feet <laughs> and pulled me into the woods, I needed that documented. What if you review that video where you got the video in your face and you can see behind you and suddenly there's something there in the video following you? Dude, you just gave me chills, bro. I'm not even lying. You just made the hair stand up. Go back arm. and watch your videos. I don't want to. All right. You know, Mrs. Stucci was showing me on the on her phone oh. uh, uh, a bunch of pictures from out there. Oh, and the stuff in the fire and all the things floating in the air. And you guys are all partying around the campfire. Yeah. She's showing me these pictures. You got to show some of those one of these days. I got a YouTube video. Oh, my God. The stuff. I'm like, Lisa, you got to be effing kidding me. So can I be yeah. honest with you, Cannoli? Yeah, would you? I thought this was a big scam. I did. You know, you, you go to these websites and you look at all these pictures and they just... It's just like slow exposure. You're, you're trying to think of all these yep. rational things. Because photography, dude, there's a lot of shit that can be explained that a lot of people just pretend doesn't exist, right? Right. So um, when I went up there, I actually went up there to kind of call this shit out, you know. Um, and so I brought a really good camera, uh, and I started taking pictures. And I there was like three separate images of Lisa in one picture from three different times i don't know how to explain that, yeah bro it's not a double exposure no. but somehow they merged Three she showed me some of these yeah dude it, and and I, I and then some of the evps we got dude they sounded like aliens dude like aliens gurgling wow but the, the stuff that appeared over her i'm sorry i'm pretty jaded when it comes to looking at people's pictures and going look at this you know it's periodelia yeah, you know right. you you your your mind makes up pictures yep but to have a dozen pictures in a row that are showing forms in this fire, uh, forms floating yep. over you guys. It was different. I, I mean, it was uncanny. Did you see that picture of the fire that was reaching out and trying to grab me? Yes. It looked like fingers were trying to reach out. So the, yes. fire, the fire itself was only about a foot high. We were just burning little twigs. And uh, for some reason in the pictures, the fire was all over the screen reaching out for us. So how do you explain that? Do you explain, do you think there's a possible overlaps of, of, of like parallel universes intermingling? I think it's just like EVPs. What are you getting when you're getting EVPs? Audibly, you're picking up sound that isn't there. You're catching it on a different decibel. You're oh. catching it. Is it interdimensional? Right. You're picking up. And the same thing with photos. If you're getting stuff in photos that you don't see with the naked eye, uh, that's telling you something. There's something else there. So how would you explain spirit photography? You know, the old and the old days. I think that started. When, when did spirit photography actually start? Oh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Post-Civil War um, era. Yeah, I think post-Civil War. Uh, but you're looking at things. I don't see any modern pictures anymore. 
of people spewing up ectoplasm where you got these big bubbly things yeah. of ectoplasm wrapping all around them. Oh. Uh, so I wonder if those are fake. But then you have people that swear to God that this picture was taken and it shows ectoplasm coming out of my mouth and ears. And uh, I'd have to actually see that happen. I'd have to experience seeing that uh, to believe it. Okay, so when we're talking about ectoplasm, um, Reverend John... Um, what's his last name now? Come on, Rocky. Uh, he's passed on now. He came here and I worked with him. He was, he traveled the world teaching spiritual uh, teachings, right? And I got to work with him for a couple of weeks. Lilick, John Lilick. And um, he used to do this thing called transfiguration. And that's what he called it. And um, during the process of the transfiguration, he had this little, he, he, he called them trumpets, but they were just like cones that he made. Right. And he would set it right next to him, and he would put a red light between his legs. No movement at all within that light, because that's the first thing a lot of people ask. And then he allows spirit to manifest through his body, and you literally are sitting there in front of him watching his face change. And he's not changing. He's not moving his face. He's sitting there with a very straight face. But you're seeing different faces come through. And what he explains is that he's allowing spirit to manifest through his body. And there's that ectoplasm thing going on. There was one time, dude, I mean, he had a beard and his eyes looked like reptilian or creature-ish. Uh, and then at the same time, while he's doing this, you hear voices, Scotty. I, I, dude, I don't want this to sound unbelievable because sure. it almost is. But you hear these voices coming out of this little trumpet that he made that sits right next to him. You hear them talking. And there's no way, because I was right there, front row, there was no way he had any sound devices. There was no way that that light was manipulating the shade or the shadow on his face. It wasn't moving, and nor was he manipulating his, his face at all. So I didn't know how, and nor do I know how to explain that. Now, if you Google Transfiguration, you'll see a video with Reverend John Lillick in it. And you can see a whole bunch of pictures that were taken while he was doing this. And please... Somebody explain this shit to me. What's I'm going to have to go look at that now. Um, uh, you know, I've known of things. You've got things like the geoport that is like speaking out of a. I suppose it's the same concept, except with a, with a little cone. There's there's no uh, uh, there's no electronics to it. It'd be interesting to to see what that was all about. Yeah, it's it's a really so, really cool video. But Scotty, we only got a couple minutes already, brother. Holy cow! Dude, that's crazy. But see, we love talking about this stuff. That's the cool thing about we it. Do. We do. So, we didn't even get to impeachment stuff. It don't matter. I don't even want no, to. No, it doesn't. Didn't even want to, bro. This is how we nope. need to end our week. It's Halloween. Um, I do bid each and every one of you a happy Halloween. Now we're coming up to the Thanksgiving season. I beg each and every one of you. Please do not become a bunch of Black Friday savages. I'm going to start calling Black Friday racist just to start a thing and just to get into people's faces. Black um, Friday isn't, isn't Black Friday after Thanksgiving. It's that people go that night now, dude. They leave Thanksgiving dinner at six o'clock in yeah. the evening to go become a savage right after they just got done giving thanks. Right. So and the stores uh, are open. Let's let's make this a really good year. Um, I buried too many people this year. We buried too many people this year. And uh, let's let's go through this holiday season not worrying about the materialism of things. Let's go through the next couple of months um, appreciating what we have, like the people here right now on YouTube, the people that are listening yeah. to this show, Scotty, you and me and our families. Let's change our views on the holidays this year. And You know uh, what? Let's make it important. Celebrate your ancestors and make 
gifts this year. Make I don't want to make shit, months. dude. All right, dude. I don't want to make shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could get get a toilet seat and make a picture on it. Or you something. know what? I do want a gift. I do have something that I do want. I want a bidet. Oh, dude, I, I want a bidet. I want to spray my butthole with water after I poop. Me too. That's so awesome, bro. Dry paper just doesn't cut it all the time. No, I use baby wipes, but whatever. Oh, me too. No, you don't, bro. Non-scented. <laughs> oh, I do scented Non-scented for sure. flushable. Yeah, no, my, my, mine smell like blueberries. My wife, uh, she was out last night doing a couple of massages, and she wrote me, I'm on my way back home from Stillwater, you need anything? I go, yeah. Yeah, butt wipes. Oh, there you go. We see we've gone beyond baby wipes. Yes, we sure did. Hey, folks, do not forget to catch the big freaking cannoli Monday th- Mondays through Fridays, starting at nine o'clock Central Standard Time. You can catch them on Odyssey One Radio by going to odysseyone.com. You can catch them on iHeartRadio. You can catch them live on Spreaker or go right to his Facebook or YouTube channel, Mister All Spelt Out, Mister Scotty Roberts, and watch his live broadcast Mondays through Fridays. 9 o'clock Central. And, of course, our show is starting Sunday nights at 11 o'clock Central. Five nights a week, the Situation Room with the freaking cannoli, Scotty Roberts, the Meatball Rocky Stucci, and all that fun stuff. So with that being said, folks, hell yeah! happy freaking Halloween to each and every one of you. We love the hell out of you guys. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for being here with us every single night. So with that being said, boom, rule number one, folks. Don't take shit from nobody. Love the hell out of each and every one of you. Good night, folks. Live long and prosper.